This is Roxanne from Late Night Trouble, and you're listening to the Free Form Rock Podcast. Are listening to the Free Form Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. What? The Free Form Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor and nobody? No. Somebody. Me. Lee Gerstman. Why aren't I on that thing? I want recognition! Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. All right, welcome to another edition of... What the fuck? You know where you're at. What's up, Lee? I don't know where the fuck I'm at, but I'm happy. How are you? Oh, I'm great, man. I just had a fucking shit ton of fun last night. That's cool. We'll talk about that on the video because this won't all come right, out for six right. weeks. I'll wait. I'll wait. All right. <laughs> Tim. Oh, wait. Uh, say that. Uh, well, fuck, man. I just fucked up. Uh, we Two fists to drink in there, Lee? Or? Huh? Two fists to drink in there? Or? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Well, we'll introduce our guest. <laughs> um... The two-fisted drinker is introducing Tim Rosnick. Is that close enough? Close enough for me. Uh, right on. Tim Rosnick, right? Rosnick. Rosnick. Yeah, Rosnick. It's it's like, where Rosnick am I, man? I was just going to say that joke. Damn exactly. it, you beat me to it. Exactly. The Ferrari <laughs> tribe. Exactly. You're, you're Polish, right? Uh, Hungarian. All right. Well, I'm 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 part Polish, but but anyway, they're both cool. Yeah, they're. I mean, same. Right it's the same thing. Yeah. Well, now I have to make a new joke. Hey, hey Tim, where where Riaznik is my car? <laughs> <laughs> where you left it? <laughs> oh man, you did a good joke there. Well, it's, it's it's like that old joke about the Indian tribe, the Ferrari tribe. What's that? Yeah. Where they, you know, the, the Ferrari tribe was out, and you know, and they all got fucking shit faced during the camp, around the campfire. And the next morning, the chief got up and he looked out, and where the fuck are we? And that's how they named the tribe. <laughs> oh, so, parts. So, do you still hear me? Yes, we still hear yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, that, thank you. Because I know I can hear me, but yeah, okay. You went off. You went off video. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, that on purpose. <laughs> you I don't want you to see me when I drink. Why? Too late, well, I already caught you. No, you don't want to see you Sorry. when you drink. Sorry. No, you don't need to. <laughs> well, here's me drinking. I just put myself on video. <laughs> Cheers, bitches. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you, take, you take the same amounts of shots that I do, but you have a... Yeah. You, 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 glass and you don't have a chase but do you have water in it no it's just it was ice the ice melted so there probably is well, water in there cool. just as long as you have something yeah man i don't need a chaser 
Hey, but the thing is, Lee, I'm civilized. I don't drink, need to drink from a bottle like you. No, I'm joking. <laughs> well, I don't take offense to that. I, I don't like being civilized. I drink my alcohol with class. No, I'm joking. <laughs> with class. Lee didn't even use a straw. It was just... <laughs> you can hear Lee gurgle it. He, he, like, in the morning, he brushes his teeth, gets some vodka, and swishes the vodka in and, and drinks it. <laughs> He hey, spit it out. He drinks right down, man. That's your you mouthwash. Vodka. <laughs> it's called like um um Topher's toothpaste smokers vodka blend. So <laughs> so so if you wanna have the white teeth after smoking, but you don't really smoke, but you want that tobacco flavor in your vodka. You take the toothpaste, which is filled with hundred proof vodka, and you you do something with it. They got toothpaste with hundred proof vodka. Do they have toothpaste with hundred proof whiskey? <laughs> I go to work like all buzzed. Hey guys, I, hey, what's yeah, the corn dogs are frying yeah. there? Oh, <laughs> that'd be funny man, if they made alcoholic toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> that would. When, when I go to my relatives and they say, have you been drinking? I'll go, no, it's alcoholic toothpaste. <laughs> I just brush my teeth, man. That's all I did. <laughs> yeah. does, your, does your relatives really need to ask you that question? They should already know. <laughs> um, the, the, the ones who I'm on good terms with already know. The other ones um, were kind of accusatory. Have you been drinking... I said, yeah, you got a problem with that bitch? <laughs> and then they talk about what they've used which is far worse. But anyway, let's let's leave it at that. All right, man. Let's not get into some personal trivia here. Yeah. Um, Especially when I don't care about them and I don't talk to them anymore. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, Lee, so how was your week, buddy? It was all right. I, um... I forget what I did, but I guess that's a good thing because I don't have any stress over it. Yeah, well, well, this is cool, man. I started out seeing a concert yesterday, and then I'm going to see Pat Benatar on Friday, and then the next Saturday I'm going to see uh, Duran Duran. It's like three weeks in a row. I think this is like the first time I've... Well, I've seen two concerts in a week. That was Rush and, on the Presto Tour, but uh, I had never seen three within like three weeks in a row, so I think that's pretty damn cool. Well, I know that you were at another Pat Benatar concert. Are you going to at least try to say hello to her this time? You know, my wife bought the meet and greet for that one, and all they did was go on stage, and they didn't meet us because of COVID. Oh, so um, you're going to pay back the favor by seeing them again? Yeah, but this isn't a smaller the theater, so this will be cool. Well, can actually meet them. That's smart. Yeah, I'll sneak backstage and go. I need. I need to talk to Spider Man. I need to talk to Spider. Where's Spider? Actually, actually, um, let's see if they go out in the merch table. I'd be interested if you could at least stay a half hour or so after the show just to see if they come out. Um. It's up to you, but I'd be interested in finding that out. I would, too. <laughs> you know, are, are you willing to do that? 
I would try. You know, Lou Graham came out to the merch table, but the lion was out the door, and I'm going, fuck this shit. I want to go home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I get you there. Yeah, so I think Pat Benatar would be even worse, don't you think? No. no? I think um, it, it depends upon whether or not you or Diane really want to meet her. Well, I know Diane wants to meet her more than I do. I want to yeah. meet, I want to meet well, Neil. I love Neil Gerardo. Spider, that's well, his name. You know his name is Spider, right? Neil. Huh? She can meet Pat. You can meet Neil. And then Neil and then Pat can come over and meet me, too. <laughs> well, I wouldn't mind, but I, I like Neil. I love his guitar playing. I love his songwriting. The guy's a freaking unsung genius of of that band. He Originally, uh, originally they were supposed to be Pat Benatar and Neil Gerardo, but the record company says, we just want to put Pat out front. So they corrected that years later, and now they tour as Pat Benatar and Neil Gerardo, because that cool. dude wrote, co-wrote, all and arranged and produced all those albums, dude. Yeah. Because um, the thing is, even if what you do is you mention you have a podcast and ask them if they might be into um, checking it out or some whatever, at least you're doing something. Like, don't... Like, when I go and I meet people, I like to at least mention what I do. So then that way, I get, I'm not just the guy to see them, but I allow them to know what I do. To me, that's important. Yeah, dude, I, I always try to tell people when I'm at shows or something, hey, I'm Mark Alden Taylor. I have a podcast. You should go listen to it. Last night, I was like, you know what you could do? I should have um, freaking made like flyers and handed them out inside the concert venue. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Even if it's just the crowd, just people are people, you know? I love that uh, song. That's the thing. <laughs> but at least you, you could do that. I I remember the, the time I was handing wires and one guy just happened to have like an NBC shirt. Like, like he worked for NBC. I mean, he was just a guy just walking by with his lunch but I gave it to him but after that we had an episode that had tons of people liking it or, or watching it and it might have been because he saw that flyer and sh and told them yeah. you never know but I mean that's the thing to do is to find someone who looks like they're an official person yep it's like, hey, Tim, man. Sorry. Yeah. How's your week going, brother? <laughs> My week's going just fine, man. Just that's, rolling along. That's nice, man. You're rolling, roll. Oh, fuck. Why the fuck am I saying Limp Biscuit? Fuck you, Bushy. <laughs> no, that's John Fogarty. <laughs> no, I was doing rolling, 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 rolling. That's no, fucking, I thought that's, you were doing rolling down the river. Proud Mary by John Big Fogarty. Big wheels keep on turning. Yeah, you, keep on you should have remembered that, that song and, and then say that instead. <laughs> I'll just go roll a joint. <laughs> oh my god. Roll a joint, fuck that shit. Roll a joint, fuck that shit. I could do it and give you credit because you thought the title. 
By the way, Mark, I'd just like to tell you, you do a fuck of a nice job on that on that metal show. Metalstation.com? Yeah, Metalstation. I try, that, man. You do a good job, man. You do you do a damn good job. I'm just me, dude. I don't try to I don't try to go Hi, this is Mark Oldham. No, Taylor, I know, but... And you're listening to the Freeform Rock Show on that metal station. I like that! I just go, Hi, it's Mark Allen Taylor, and I'm fucked up, and you're listening <laughs> to the free, Freeform Rock I Show, like bitches! <laughs> but you have, a, you have a good show there, you have a good playlist, usually every night. You keep it rolling right along, and, you know, you, you do a fantastic job there. Yeah, I try to, like, have 10, 12 song sets, and then I talk, and then I have another 10, 12 sets, you know. <laughs> it's like, you know, when you listen to the radio, some of the people on that metalstation.com go, well, I want to hear the DJ talk, and when I was a kid, I just wanted to keep playing music. So I try to have super long blocks, but when I get on the mic, I'll talk for three minutes and tell you what's going on, what the block was, who's in the chat room. I do talk. But the thing is, I want to I want to put more music in than me talking. <laughs> That's me, you know. I want to hear more tunes. I want to cram more tunes in that five-hour well, show. If you don't do that, then you just you you sound like Cirrus. <laughs> you know what you know what I mean? Because I mean, or or your TV uh, music channels where there, there's no interplay at all. It's just song after song after song, all pre-programmed. No, I put I talk, dude. I, I just do long sets. I think some of the DJs do like I think the longest they do is seven or five song sets and then they talk. I have at least six or seven mic breaks on a five hour show, so it's pretty cool. I, I get in there, I interact in the chat room with them and talk to them and the when I did Metal Mike show the other night, dude, I they were talking about so, groups and shit. I just started throwing in those groups they were talking about free form. <laughs> it wasn't even in the set, so the sets got longer because of that. It's like I threw in Ten Years After because they started talking about Ten Years After. So yep. I got a Ten Years After album. Let me put that in. <laughs> you know what? This is not something that I will probably say again. But you're making me want to listen to your show. What time is it? And 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 and, and I will try to be on. It, uh, so, it's on Tuesday, six uh, nine p.m. Eastern, your time, Lee. Okay. Till like fucking eleven. Uh, what is it? Two in the morning. It goes to two oh, in the morning Eastern. Yeah. Oh, whenever it whenever it stops. Yeah. Yeah, it's five hours from nine p.m. <laughs> it's like, okay. like last I, night. I think it was. I will make. A I listened to that show. Uh, I listened. I went on to the, the metal station. They had this uh, Doctor Evil. Yeah, was the DJ, and I was like, I don't know if he's from England or if he's just trying to really have a really bad English accent. But I was like, I don't know, dude. I, I think you better uh, better find another line of work. Because he, uh, he didn't impress me. I'll put it to you. I, I like Dr. Evil, dude. He is from England. He has that it, cockney, like, ink, like strong, like, rule. Rule yeah, English I mean, accent. You know, he's a really cool dude. He plays a lot of punk, a lot of, like, cool music. I've been, I, I listen to the show. The guy's a really good guy, man. I love Dr. Evil. So, he's good. I don't know. His show last night was, uh, it, but he was, like, he was putting these bands on he'd never heard of. And he'd say, you like them or you don't. <laughs> and it, or you know, giving them their reviews, you know, on on the screen, 
And I'm like, you know, like he was like, you know, like decapitation and and you know bands that I just I cannot get into because they don't have a singer; they have somebody that's a screamer screaming yeah. at you. And I, I understand that. I don't like screamer singers. That's just not my cup of tea. I know? don't like the Cookie Monster music. I like harmonies and and for yeah, breaks know, and a shit vocal like that. range would be nice. You know? Yeah, but there's this one band called the Butcher Babies. They're like, rah, 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 rah. but then they it's kind of like, like Pantera, good, and they, they have slow the it down. Music to back it up. They yeah, they have, have the music. This. You know, they have the music. And I argued with Nate, uh, Big Bushy, a lot about them. And then finally, I just sat there and listened to them. I go, fuck, these girls are hot and they can fucking rock. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> well, if they're girls, well, then that's okay. Yeah, another, another band called Arch Enemy. I, uh, they have one. Yeah. And she's the manager of the band, but now they have another singer, which everybody prefers the original singer. I like them both. I, uh, Dr. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Mike, Metal Mike Tyler gave me a lot of, like, uh, Arch Enemy and um, Butcher Babies, and I'm like enjoying that shit. I gotta put it all in my iTunes, but I fucked up my iTunes. I gotta fucking fix it before I throw sh more shit in there, because I was trying to put everything in one spot, and I fucking doubled it. <laughs> I can't find elsewhere, and you can put that in your iTunes. Well, if you have songs, dude, that I'm are talking the about other groups that that have albums that aren't in print. Yeah, if I could find uh, the real tracks of those, I could play them. I can't. I can't convert a song from iTunes MP3. The program Sam will not. Will just throw it out. It will skip it. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, because you gave me a list of a lot of songs from that you, I should play. I can't find them. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> are you saying that you cannot convert MP3? You can't convert songs off of, like pool songs from YouTube. And convert them to MP3 and play them in that metalstation.com. The program won't let you do it. Can you convert MP3 files if I gave you MP3 files? Well, if you gave me MP3 files, I could just put them into the show. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. But if all you I'm... pulled them from YouTube, some some reason Sam knows. But, but what I mean is, um, I can, I can either get or make MP3 files. As that's long as. As long as they're not pulled from video files from YouTube. In other words, if... if where, where I, did, okay, let me ask you. Where did you get the, that Black Sheep music from? That was from a download. Okay, because that stuff works. Okay. Because I played what, it in, that, I in my show. I wanted to ask you a quick question. If I converted a YouTube video to MP3... Is that different than if I find a regular MP3? Yes, it don't work. Okay, okay. Sam will I skip it, and then I'm going, what the fuck? <laughs> so I tried it. It doesn't work. Okay. I, 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 I totally you understand. Need, you need real songs burned from the real albums. I that That's what I'm thinking about that I can give you. All right, man. Let, let's get enough chatter, man. What are we doing today? What are we doing? We're doing Jackson Brown's Running on Empty. And I'm not going to be the Wikipedia bitch that Lee calls me all the time. I'm just going to tell you this was released in December 6, 1977. And in that year, I was I'm seven. Probably 15. I was seven that year. You're five I years older than me. Eight. 
Wait a minute, wait a minute, 1977. Yeah, you're so, five years older than me. I, I would have been, been nine. No. No, no, um, because... <laughs> <laughs> no. You're the same age as Dr. Fuck, right? But, but this was probably before September. This is December 6, 1977. Oh, I was 10. You No, you weren't 10, because I was 7. What, no, year, I, I'm what sorry, year were I, you born, Lee? You got me now when I'm drunk. I was 12. You were 12. Okay, I was 7. What is that? 8, okay. 9, 10, 11. Yeah, 5 years old. I'm, you're 5 years older than me. So it's yeah. 77. I was 7, so you were 12. That makes sense. <laughs> All right. Thank you. But you knew music when you were half a year old, so I don't fucking know. Yeah, I you remember that shit. Why? I was 11. <laughs> this is my year when I freaking 77 is when I freaking got Foreigner Double Vision and the Beatles Sgt. Peppers. This is like the first time I remember music. So you never heard music before then? I did, but I don't think it was good. So so you, you just like, I don't want to remember this shit. Yeah, I think it was like ABBA okay. and freaking... What they were the only thing I remembered before then, what year did Toys in the Attic come out? Seventy six. Seventy six. Okay, I remember my mom having that vinyl and playing big ten inch record and sweet All emotion. Right. One year difference. Yeah, but that's that's but I wasn't into it till later. So I'm just saying okay. what I got into was Foreigner Double Vision and Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Yeah, I I, I, I would get into so Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band in 77. I was seven? No, I know, but it wasn't released in 77. It was, but no, those are the first two albums I got into. Oh, 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 oh. I, thought you were saying? I thought you were saying they were released in 77. I'm like, no, no. I'm that, saying that's what that I got. Great. That was my first music tapes. I used uh, to have, you know, you, but you can to, remember. Okay. Yeah, you know those little tape recorders that you could like uh you could sit there and dictate shit on those big ones. Oh, with yeah. One speaker. I used yep. to have one of that and used to carry it around before the boom boxes came out and mm -hmm. and freaking uh play lonely children on the run and we're Sergeant Pep. I used to play both those tapes at the same time. You know? Yeah, don't your own little personal uh, stereo system. Yeah, I like, used to walk we're around. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Children on the Run. <laughs> we're Sergeant Pepper's. That sounds like a cool idea, but what I want to say is, even though I heard the Beatles when I was about a half years old, I will say that Sergeant Pepper's was not an album that I heard back then. I heard it later, so I think you heard it before I did. You know, that was my first Beatles album, but it's not the best Beatles album. I totally agree with you. That Within, Without You track just ruins the whole album. <laughs> that doesn't ruin it for me, but about five or six songs do. Oh, God. We need to review that, so I just, I want to hear what they are. Don't tell me now. I want to know, because I want to review All it. I want to say is the only reason why I would review that album with you is to give it um, it's come up and I know that's why I, th I I like I know there's albums that everybody reviews but then there's albums that everybody reviews that you want to shit on so <laughs> I I finally got that <laughs> so
that's good. I like I like that. Because you get a difference of opinion. Everybody else is fucking sucking that album's dick. And you're sitting there, well, I don't, I'm not going to suck that fucking Or yeah. if it's like me and just didn't particularly care for the Beatles to begin with. Damn. You know, anything, oh. anything they did. I, I, I don't... I, I personally never saw how the Beatles became the be-all, end-all of, of music. Because they, I, did, I, they, they did shit with recording techniques... Songwriting techniques and instrumentation. But if they didn't do it, somebody else would. I don't think that would happen because everybody counts the Beatles as I, their biggest I, influence. Now they're men. Now they're producers. What do you think of the Kinks, Tim? Huh? The what Kinks. The Kinks. Like, like, like you really got me and bald I, woman and stuff like that. All day, all Kinks. night. Eight man, Lola. You know. I love that Lola. I love some of their stuff. I hate some of their stuff. I love All Day All Night. That's a great song. What about the Rolling Stones with Bruce? I meant with Brian Jones. Uh, with Brian Jones, I'm yeah. I I I liked anything and everything by the Stones. Well then, hey man. So you like Dirty Work? Yeah, sure. Oh wow. Compared, oh, that was you know, Brian compared with some album bands are putting out back then. Yeah, I like Harlem Shuffle. Hey, Mark, Brian Jones did his best work on Dirty Work. He wasn't on that album, dude. But I, I know, I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm, I'm, I like, I like Stones tracks that aren't necessarily well known, that aren't popular. Like, I do uh, like Satisfaction, but I like, uh, it. like huh? the track "Bitch." I love you Bitch. Like Bitch I is one of my favorite all-time. Not exactly the most well-known Rolling Stones track. They played on the radio all the time. Rock radio. And uh, my my favorite Rolling Stones song of all time, period, is Almost Heard You Sigh. Well, that's a good one, too. Which is just a beautiful song. But it it had a video for it and all that, but it's not, I mean, you know, compared to, compared to some of the other Stones tracks, it's... It's not considered up there, but man, if you listen to that song, it, it's so almost turn your side. Well, we 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 did a we did a review of a what was that album the Rolling Stones did um, with Jigsaw Puzzle. That was Beggar's Banquet. Yeah, that... Jig, Jigsaw Puzzle, dude. I d didn't know that song until I did that album, and I go, this song rules. <laughs> I love that um, fucking track. But, you know, was, was almost. Turn you sigh or whatever was that from Steel Wheels? Yes, I do think that that is a top-notch album, and I did a review of it. With... Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I did a review of it with Nate and um, well, the other people, the other people. <laughs> I like that one. Let's get pops to the other people. It was a good album, but back in you know, back in the, in the time period, it was just another out. I mean, the Rolling Stones released one, so didn't Kiss, so didn't you know? And, and it goes down the line. Yeah. Nowadays, you think about that and it's like, damn, that was a damn fine album. What are you talking about? But back then, it hadn't had a chance to build any any anything yet because it was just a new release. You but know, I think him, and that's that. And and that is the definition of a classic album versus just a regular album. 
time. But so, I will uh, say that Please Please Me by the Beatles is a great album. Yeah. But I would say that um, there, there was there was an album that, that I just forgot that I was going to mention to you, but whatever it was, that other album by another group, I think you should hear too. I'll, I'll remember it later. Yeah, man. Okay. I love the Stones. I think one of my favorite older Stone songs is Play With Fire. I can love that track. My mom loved that song. You know, can you hear me knocking? It's a, oh, great, it's a great one too. Uh, off of uh, what's that? Off of uh, uh, rocking. What? What's that song? Sticky uh, finger. No, is it? Oh, okay. I thought it was about that other one song. You know, it's only no. rock and roll, and I like it. Like oh, that's a good album. No, no, that's that. But that has. Um, fingerprint file on it. And oh, yeah, stuff. that's a great song. The trouble with the Stones is they have so many albums out, you can't remember what song is on what album. I know, they all mesh together. They've got 50 albums else. out, for Christ's sakes. You know? I need to be autistic for I this shit. I don't even know all of their songs. <laughs> I, need, I, I need to be autistic for this shit, because there's some people that... They don't even need Wikipedia, dude. They just have a memory, and I'm like, yeah, oh. it's no, not me, not anymore, anyway. <laughs> oh god, my my memories. I still have the best memory at work and the best memory in my family, but uh, other people I hear, I go, what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I did know that, but now I know it again. How the but, hell do you know that? <laughs> no, but I did know that, but I forgot about it. <laughs> and I go, fuck, you reminded me, bastard. But let's get into this album. Uh, I picked uh, Jackson Brown's Running on Empty for one reason. I haven't picked a Jackson Brown album, and I wanted to pick a fucking Jackson Brown album because I think Jackson Brown is one of the most underrated artists of all time that nobody nobody listens to, but they like the Eagles, and they don't realize Jackson Brown and the Eagles go together. Fuckers. <laughs> That's but, uh, true. So, well, uh, ja Jackson Brown was good friends with both Don Henley and Glenn Fry, and he wrote "Take It Easy" with them. Yeah, he wrote "Take It Easy," and he basically saved the Eagles. Yep. So without fucking Jackson Brown, you wouldn't have the fucking. There would be no Eagles. Eagles, period. bitches. And also without Linda Ronstadt, you wouldn't have the Eagles. They were dropped by the record company. Yep. I want to just ask you really quickly. I'm not going to um, spend much time on it, but I just want to ask a quick question. Would you be into doing an album by Long Branch Penny Whistle? Okay, it, for who, who are you asking that to? Because I don't know who that is. You. Oh, you got to give me a track. As long as it's in the rock genre, I'll do it. You know, because I, you know, I consider I consider pop rock, like Wham and Michael Jackson. You know, the rock. That's a pretty big genre. Glenn Fry's group. <laughs> I never heard of it. All right, that was the group he was in right before no, the Eagles. You know, pop and Motown are a form of rock, so even R&B is a form of rock, <laughs> except that shit R&B. You know. All right, it was Glenn Fry and J.D. Souther, and they did that out there. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I would do that. I, I know who J.D. is. He wrote a lot of songs for Hindley, too, right? He worked on a bunch of stuff for the Eagles. All right. Like, like a producer. I, and... named, I mean, I was getting enthusiastic and, and, and trying to be the encyclopedic bitch of the group. Well, uh, you you kind of are the encyclopedia bitch of the group because I don't know half the albums you I, get me. Well, I mean, I, I love you in a brother way. 
That's great. I, I, I mean, I mean, as you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we're doing Jackson Brown's "Running on Empty." This album was mostly. This is, album was recorded on the road in the practice areas or on it's, stage. Or, yeah, recorded everywhere. Recorded Vaughn everywhere. Sta I saw Von Halen in Von Stage. Von Halen. Go, go on. That's funny. Even though I don't know why it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, let me get to the track listings, man. But I want to ask Tim, did, are you a big Jackson Brown fan? Not really. I mean, I've heard the tunes on the radio that, you know, have been on tunes. And there are other tunes that I prefer that are on this album, like um, Lawyers in Love and uh, For a Rocker and stuff like that. Uh, Boulevard, more 80-ish more than, than this. But I got to give you credit, man, because you said, you know, this album. And I said, fuck, I never heard this. You know, this is one of the few albums that was never played in my house. I don't know why, but huh. it never was. So I had to, I've had, you know, I've been on a two-week tear listening to this thing. And I got to admit, overall, it's a pretty good album. I know it was nominated for a couple of Grammys, lost, but it was nominated. But... I just, I don't know, this, this is like a hodgepodge album for me because it's got some great points, it's got some points, and it's got some okay points, and, you know, it's been done before. But, like, Jackson Brown only wrote two of these songs. I know. <laughs> that are his, that he wrote, period. He's got four other songs that he wrote with other people, like, in his band that he gave credit for. And I don't know why all of a sudden, you know, he's giving credit when I read a review online that said that this was probably one of the least inspired album of, of albums of his from a, a solo standpoint. And I totally disagree with that, but go on. But, uh, you know, and yeah, I, I mean, I mean, this runs, this album runs a gamut from, like, Running On Empty is a, is a straight up rock track. I mean, to me, it's a, it's a soft rock track. But it's a rock track. Whereas you got tunes in here that are go from anything from country, I mean straight up country, to folk countryish, to kind of blues but not really blues, to you know, I mean the whole gamut, really. And it's it 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 works. It works. I got the release date on this is September seventeenth, two thousand uh, nineteen seventy-seven. September seventeenth. Oh, well, oh wow. Um, well, it says it was recorded August seventeenth to September seventeenth, nineteen seventy-seven, and it's released December sixth, nineteen seventy-seven. But that's Wikipedia. Right. You know, Wikipedia could always be wrong. You can't take it as and word so of God. I was born either in sixty-five or nineteen eighty. It depends upon who wants. Go out with me. <laughs> we're we're going to get you a woman, dude. Don't worry about that. I'm working on that. But uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to like act like I'm you on some uh, love websites and say, if it, Schmitt, it works. Huh? <laughs> if it works, it works. I'm not also, but you that. You know, also, he had some, he had some serious musicians in the band at the time in his band because, like, the bass on this album was played by Leland Scar or Squire. Yeah, he played for Phil Collins. He still plays for Phil yeah, Collins. The guy with the huge beard. Yeah, long beard. Yeah. 
So I mean, he had some he had some musicians that knew what they were doing when they were you know on this record. <laughs> and one of uh, one of uh, Lee's favorite, Danny Kochamar, lead guitar. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And we did a review by him. We did an album solo album by that dude. Yeah, he did two albums, and uh, I'd like to do the other one sometime. That's fine, man. I think I like the first one, and I like his writing with Don Henley. So, pretty. And also on uh, co co lead vocals on "Stay." Yeah, I Rose Butler, and she sang with Tom Petty and Heartbreakers and uh, Bruce Springsteen. Nice. So. You know, I mean, that's that's some pedigree. You know, you're you're you ain't shabby if you're playing with them people. Mm -hmm. yeah. I've always liked Jackson Brown. I think he's overlooked. I think he oh, jaded yeah. into the Rock and Roll Hall of Shame, but who gives a fuck? But uh, <laughs> let's get it, <laughs> Lee. How did you get into Jackson Brown? Oh well, I knew of him since I was a young kid, but I didn't have any of his albums. But then later, I um, heard some of his stuff, and I found some of his albums um, in either thrift stores or used record shops. And um, I used to buy a hell of a lot of different songbooks of different artists, and I don't think I actually bought any Jackson Brown songbooks, but he was the kind of guy who... Well, I bought Paul Simon and Joni Mitchell and Cat Stevens, and I bought Rush. I bought all that stuff, but I didn't buy Jackson Brown, but I... I I knew of his reputation and so I bought some of his albums and when I got Running on Empty I had heard the song on the radio when I finally found the album and I bought that used in St. Vincent's for 50 cents St. Vincent's was my go-to for a lot of stuff that we reviewed or will review. I I was like, this. It was not only a very critically acclaimed album in the Rolling Stone Book of Albums. It was also like conceptually and everything. He was fantastic. This album was his very best album aside from another album which is a, a little different than I also like but I love this, Lives in the Balance it's a great album uh, that's not what I'm talking ah, about I was hoping <laughs> and, but, but, but I but, but, but I, I, I don't I'm not going to begrudge you that but, but I'm, I'm saying the other one is Hold On, Hold Out. But anyway, the, the thing is, this album, it, it's, it's, it's a classic album, and the only reason why critics didn't like it, I guess, is because when people 
listen to Jackson Brown, they 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 look for a certain somber mood and for a certain kind of sameness in the instrumentation. And this album was his being like just a regular guy doing his album. This album is depressing. And, huh? This album is depressing. I don't think so, but anyway... I don't I, think so either. All I, I, I mean, you get tunes like The Road and... But, but I, but I'm trying to well, say... Well, don't get any spoilers album. yet. Talk about it when you get to the song, Tim. You're, Shut you're, up! There's a lot that I would say otherwise. <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's... To me... I'm thinking this is the album that needs to be reviewed and heard. That's what I want to say. Of course I have individual things to say. Okay, I'm not talking about you, Lee. Uh, actually, I'm, Tim, I, Tim, I, I, you, you I, didn't I, have I, to say Bon Jovi and you got him mad, so good job. <laughs> I'm sorry. Or Fairport can point, point. Get up! <laughs> See, okay. Or, or All right, man. <laughs> right, let's, yeah. let's get into the... I got into Jackson Brown just hearing it on the radio here in California, 95.5 KLS. I'm, I'm going to be offline just for a second. You can keep talking. Don't don't pause anything. I'll be back on in about oh, a minute. Oh, shit. We're going to get to the first song, fucker. Well, well then after you do that, then well, I'll, I'll, keep, to... I'll keep talking then. Oh, man, I got in this album listening to it. I will. I, I'll be on for now. Plus, Fast Times, Richmond High, he had a song, Somebody's Baby. It yeah, kind of made well, you look into him more. Okay, I'll be on for, uh, for about... Now, again, is that a cover or is that his? Somebody's Baby, I think. Because I've heard, I've heard Sammy do it. I've heard... Sammy Hager did it? Yeah. He did it? I did it live. Oh, well, I don't think it's his song. No, I know. So is that his or because I mean? I think it's Jackson Brown. Okay, all right. I, I was, just wondered. I'll just. I'm I gonna look just... it up just to make sure that I don't sound like an idiot. Uh, song by Jackson that Brown. Was great. That was Let's great. See. That whole soundtrack was. It was written by him and Danny Kochumar. All right. Yeah, it's his song. Yeah, uh, Danny co-wrote it with him, man. You know, that's a great fucking song. That's a great fucking movie. Everybody, go check out. Fast Times of Ridgemont High, especially when you were a teenage boy and you seen Phoebe Cates on the diving board with Living in Stereo by the Cars fucking blasting. Yeah, you and saw, Judge you saw Phoebe Jack Cates in a bikini and it was like, ha ha ha. And then she took it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every teenage boy's wet dream started there. Literally. Literally. <laughs> hey, Lee, are you ready yet? And uh, I guess not. Uh... Why did he go offline? I don't understand him sometimes. He he like muted us too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he must be uh thinking about Phoebe Cates. Jokingly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I got into The thing is he goes offline on this track he picked. So I'm just uh, fuck. We're gonna have to figure out something. Yeah, um That's how I got Did you like Lawyers in Love? Did you like that song by Jackson Brown, Lawyers in Love? Yeah, Lawyers in Love, a song called For a Rocker, which wasn't a single, but it was it's a great song. Um uh, Boulevard, that's you know, that's the time frame I I grew up listening to Jackson Brown where he was on the radio. And I don't know, I I I for the life of me cannot figure out because I mean, 
I heard a lot of my a lot of classic albums because my brothers would bring them home and play them, or my sister would bring them home and play them. And I was a kid, and you know you you can't turn their stereo down. That's for damn sure. So you're gonna you're gonna soak that in. They never brought home running on empty. Now my brother, my I have a brother that actually that has this album, and I found it at his house. When I was a, when I was a kid, but never he, they never brought it home and never played it. So right. it was, I, I I heard uh, I heard the th the three singles on it, you know, and I thought they were good. But all right, Lee's back, man. Fuck all right, man. back and better now. Tell you why I muted it? Why? I didn't want you to hear me when I was going to the bathroom. Oh, that's cool. But, uh, you know... Okay, what, we're, okay. well, well we're, now... We're the Freeform Rock Podcast. about it, that's we're, why I mention it. As long as you don't hear it, I'm cool. We're the Freeform Rock Podcast. We can hear you pissing in the toilet. It doesn't matter. We're punk rock, man. It's like, like the two. <laughs> yeah, but, you know... Do I you mean, know why punks on dope? That song? Yeah, by fucking, you know, the tubes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They vomit in it. So, hey, I, I, I should do... Well, the, White Lee on booze. Well, yeah, yes, but, and but Lee, you're so bashful. I mean, come on. Just take a piss, dude. Well, we don't care. We're, we're, I know we're, you we're, don't, but I don't live in San Francisco. Well, I'm I'm a high-class drinker, but I'm a low-brow podcaster. <laughs> I like that. I like, hey, that could be um, 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 Bogman Turner Overdrive song. I'm a high-class drinker, but a low-class podcaster don 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 in the 70s they didn't have a clue what podcasting was so <laughs> yeah randy oh, bachman was born on my birthday oh i got something to say on a video about some podcast not podcast we know it's just in general about superstars doing podcasts they're pissing me off but uh let's get to oh, uh good. let's get to this album lee and all right and you picked the first track, the title track, Running on Empty. So of here's course. Running on Empty by Jackson Brown on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
I was running on empty. Why'd you pick this track, Lee? Oh, um, I have to... Well, I'll just tell you that, um, all right. This is a nice, mellow rocker, and it's a good song to hear either while driving or sitting at home. It does the same thing. It's one of the few albums that sound like a live album, regardless of whether someone is there or not. The song is great. And the story in the song is interesting. It's like a snapshot of what he went through, and I dig it. Cool opening song. What do you think about it, Tim? Yeah, that's that's the part that I... It, I don't understand, is... You have a song like this, Running on Empty, which to me doesn't sound like anything else on the album except maybe the last two tracks. Those three tracks sound nothing like the whole the album as a whole, the rest of the songs, to me, in my personal opinion. And yet you put it first. Okay. I mean this is a this is a Jackson Brown track written by Jackson Brown solely. 
Um, it's probably one of his best songs. I mean, as far as known-wise and, and just performance-wise and structure-wise, solid drumming, nice piano, backing vocals, and that's another thing I'd like to say right off the back of that on this album is the backing vocalists that he picks and he uses and where he uses backing vocals in the tracks remind me so much of steely dan it's not even funny just oh. as far as just the backing vocals not the music not the arrangements not any of that just the backing vocals where he puts them in songs how he uses them and who he's got singing is just stellar it's stellar on the whole album every song yeah i agree with you on that man this is a classic as fuck song what else can i say about it great harmonies great writing killer rhythm but the people out there who have never heard jackson brown and his voice he is like butter he ain't no fucking james taylor he's better than james hey! Taylor. <laughs> if he because i know they put jackson brown like an adult contemporary shit where james taylor and Cat Stevens are fucking... I like Cat Stevens way better than Well, they're than all singer-songwriters. Yeah, singer-songwriters, I mean, but they put know. them into that fucking... You know, you had MTV, then you had VH1. Like, yep. Jackson Brown would be played on VH1 and not MTV. Yep. See yep. what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. That's what I'm saying. But this guy is far... This guy should have been played on MTV. <laughs> well, he was He was never hip, quote-unquote. He was never you hip. Know, I mean, he, didn't, he didn't run out on stage with firebombs coming off and... And you know, and lights and, and the whole nine yards. Like how James though. Taylor did. <laughs> yeah, huh? but James Taylor, I, when it, you hear them, is like Prozac. It puts me to sleep. <laughs> no, James Taylor is a really wonderful vocalist. You know, I would do a James Taylor album, dude, just because he is in the rock genre. <laughs> and you know what? Because we're the freeform rock podcast. We don't fucking do all the Kiss albums or all the fucking Rat albums or all the fucking Rush I albums. I want to do a James Taylor album, but I don't want to do it if I think that you shit on it. Well, you, well, that sucks. I do albums I think you're going to shit on. <laughs> well, that's because I picked them. I'm I think, personally, I think Lee's going to shit on every album until he doesn't. I mean, that's, you know. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> that's actually kind of true. Well, I will Lee shit on your album it. until I don't. Well, you know, you just, prove you just, me wrong. You, know? you just you just segue into a good joke that I keep running my mouth on. Uh, Lee Love These Days by Bon Jovi. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> but oh, we digress. <laughs> oh, I don't like saying it. I can see. I can it's see. Like bon me vomiting when you say it, but my vomit has smiley faces on it. I could I could understand Bon Jovi's first two albums, but no! these days, come on, man. No, their oh first two God. albums are suck. These days is a good album. Shut oh, up, ladies. Oh God. I, you know what, Lee? I. I I, have I a, used to have respect for you. I really did. <laughs> but man, that just that just blew it right there. Oh, no, I might not have liked all the songs 
All I'm trying to say is I don't like that stupid shit that they did on their first two. <laughs> oh, I love their first two. Rule no! rules, man. What the fuck? <laughs> I love their first two. They showed that they were actual musicians. I think they could be. Well, I think Roulette was the only song that him and Richie wrote together on that album, and Richie has a killer solo on that. Do song. I have to hear the first Bon Jovi album? Yeah, oh, you, you, you know what? If we do the shot through the heart, that's a oh, great yeah. song. If we do the first Bon Jovi album, I'm pick, I'm picking Bushy to come on here. I need two against one on that one. That will be the only reason why I would do it is if he does it with me, because he's a good podcaster. Yeah, I know. It's cool. That's a great <laughs> album. First one? It's not a good album. I, I think one of the best... I think one of the best... Fuck you! You, you don't know what I... I'm sorry, I, I don't mean fuck you, I mean fuck... I the think the universe. only bad album they made was the 2020 album, because John's voice was shot. No, they... They after the first two when they when they when Slipper, Ham's album when Slipknot came out that's when you saw Bon Jovi go from from up and comer to we're here and we're gonna make a shit ton of money because we're gonna play commercial crap. Dude, Wanted Dead or Alive was a mate. Nobody did a song like that. Wanted is Dead a, or Alive. That is song. the only song on that album that is worth a fuck. You Give Love a Bad Name was different than what Schlock was coming out to. You Give Love a Bad Name sucks. Yeah, you suck. Okay, <laughs> yeah, maybe, but, you know, I'll, I'll go back I feel really way. weird saying this, but I'm willing... And I'm almost willing to knock myself in the head with a hammer saying this. I'm willing to listen to the first Bon Jovi album in order to see if what you said's true. Yeah, I'm gonna get Bushy on that episode if he has time. You know, he he tried to call I'm me talking about Bon Jovi way too fucking much. I know. Let's get to the next track, shall we? And then we can we? get to the next track, which is The Road, which was written by Danny O'Keefe. What do you think about this one, Tim? Uh, the road, here we go in the depression. Um, huh. This is a, this, this is a song written about the road and what you can expect to find on the road. And if you've ever been in a band in any kind of shape, fashion, or form, you know all about this. You don't need it sung to you because you know all about it. I mean, you know, the, the girls and the, and the, and the loneliness and, you know, but I joined the Navy, so I, I had more loneliness than knew what to do with. Mm. Uh, nice violin. This track is it's it's a good it's a well written track, well sung track. Um, but the the subject matter is cliche. I mean, it's you know it's been done to death. The road. Well, you know what? You know what I say to bands that talk you know sing about like life on the road and how shitty it is and blah 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 and all that then don't do it so you don't like bob seger's turn the page huh you don't yeah. like bob seger's turn the page oh i love the song yes but the yeah i like that song too you don't have to be on the road you don't have to steely dan proved that you don't have to be on the road to be in a band Mark, well you do now because so what, the record um, sales song, suck do you know what album Turn the page was from, wasn't it from the the seventy two album? Yeah, I have that album. Oh, 
That's rare. Yeah, we should review that one day because I haven't. Holy hell, man! I I, I, I apologize to you. I give you <laughs> that's that's not an easy album to get. I found it digitally, dude, and I fucking grabbed it immediately. I I had it on, um, um, a track, and yeah, but yeah, it's it yeah, good this album. But this this song, The Road, was recorded in room 301 in the Cross Keys Inn when they were on the road. Yeah. So, I mean, I, and that's another thing I don't understand. If if you're making an album and, you know, you re and you record, when you're on the road in a band, you record songs anywhere you can, in diners and, you know, and it's just ideas. And you put the ideas down on tape. And then you bring them into the studio, and they become songs. You know, you you mix them properly, you edit them properly. You know, you you do everything properly because your album is everything. You know, I mean that's everything. If and if you're a band or a solo artist, I don't understand why they why they released the the raw raw cover of it unless they felt that it was good enough. You know, I mean, you get, you're not going to get it any better by bringing it into the studio and, and fixing it up. Unless, of course, the reason for doing it there was because they wanted the album to have the energy of... Well, that's just it. I mean, the whole album is, is a raw mix. You know what I mean? There's there's, there's no frills in, on this album. There's There's... You know, you can't say, "Well, the the producer did this," and the and the, no, yeah. there's 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 nothing. And, and well, and I the, did albums where I well, not albums, but songs where I snipped spices, and my mom was freaked out because she thought I was getting high, and she didn't realize that you can't get high from oregano <laughs> or um, basil. You know, I was just doing it for show. But she was freaked out, saying, Why are you sniffing all these spices? And then I just didn't answer. I just saw a way my arm being shut up, and I continued doing my music. Anyway, go on. But it it just cracked me up that... Now, before this album, Jackson Brown, I don't think was a major star in any way, shape, or form. He kind of was. But anyway, go on. He, well, okay, I... Cause the first first album I first album I heard him was this was the Pretender this. dude was a great album dude that song is okay. a great I song didn't, I didn't know the Pretender was before this yeah it was so, before so, Pretender's so, great album I have that in mind because I knew of him from 1972 anyway go on you as an artist are trying to put on, on every album are trying to put your best foot forward at that time an album is just a snapshot in time. You know, this is where I am right now. In 1977, this is where I am. In 1967, that was where I was. And in 1987, that's where I'm going to be. But this is where I am right now. And I, I, I have a hard time understanding why a record company would release a raw, rough cut track when you're they're trying to make their their artist as best as he can be you know you know what i mean trying i mean i just don't understand why they released it like that but they did 
fantastic. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a double edged sword. Yeah, the uh, album Rick started Fus well, so that's good. Great <laughs> acoustic on it. He sings this perfectly. Solid drums, but very haunting. And and I know it's not his song, but he 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 kind of like made it his song. You know, he didn't write it, but he he's one of them artists where he made it his. So now, like like Johnny Cash is hurt. Yep. You forget Trent Reznor wrote that. Yep. You listen to him sing it. Because as far as anybody and everybody is concerned, that's a Johnny Cash song. True. Even though he didn't write it, somebody else did. You know, but that's, I mean, if you ask, what's your favorite Johnny Cash song? And they'll say Hurt. You know, oh, at, at least some of some people are going to. You know, That's not my like, favorite Johnny Cash song. <laughs> no, but I'm saying some people say blues. Yep, you know, I, I agree with you, Lee. It's just a great it. It's a great song by for a cover. It's a it, it's a fantastic song for a cover. Yeah, it's just, but it's haunting, moody. You have to hear Charlie Rich. Depressing. Yeah, the the thing is about how you said Johnny Cash hurt. He did do some other covers that I don't consider that the best version but his hurt version is the best version of that song even Trent Reznor says that's yeah. Johnny Cash yeah, Trent song. Reznor said that's a Johnny Cash song, from, Johnny now Cash song from now on yeah, but I heard him do personal Jesus by Depeche Mode I've heard him do uh I won't back down with Tom Petty saying harmonies on there with him and it, uh, the, the original versions are much better for me <laughs> so yeah, see, I've never heard those songs from him I've just heard I just heard hurt and I was like man that's just that's just mind blowing. Yeah, he and then I found out it was a Trent Reznor song, and I was like, "What?" And I heard the original. And I, it's a hundred times better than the I original. I didn't even know that was a Nine Inch Nails song, and I have all the Nine Inch Nails CDs. <laughs> I was like, "I guess that song I skipped." But, I, but it's a hundred times. It's a hundred times oh, better. It's than a thousand Reznor. times better than the original version. He put you emotion know, like, in, and damn, and <laughs> you know? so much emotion that it makes you want to cry. Oh, as soon as you hear the first opening chord, you want to cry, you know. Oh I mean, God. and then you start singing about loss and loneliness, and and, and seeing like, him in that video with his wife. Just, you know, don't don't put a gun around me because I might use it on myself. You know. Oh, hey, we don't condone. And we don't condone. <laughs> I just say that because you well, know all the weirdos. I'm a hundred percent PTSD veteran, so it's it's a joke to me. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm making it a joke because I just want to make kids it. out there. Please, if you're thinking about depression, don't get help. Uh, Lee, what do you think about the road? I like it when the band plays. And I do like the arrangement with the country beginning. They play quite well, and the song fits perfectly with the concept of the album. But I'm not a fan of the chord changes in the song. If it had different chords, I would like it better. But everything else about the song I like, just not the song itself. Yeah, I, I think this is a killer acoustic track with a violin fiddle. Very. That's wait a minute. That's kind of like saying, I like the girl's personality, I like her looks, and I like her charm, but I don't like the girl overall. <laughs> yeah. What? Actually, <laughs> actually, that's that's 
I like it's all like, the parts of the song, but I don't like the song overall. <laughs> I don't like that that thing growing out of her middle region. No, I, I kind of like, like that. I like Bush. That's fine with me. But uh, yeah, uh, let's get let's get back to what I'm saying now. You guys had your time. Let this. me fucking talk now, man. <laughs> I said it's a cool track with a fiddle, cool moody song, and it has some cool piano added to it. Also, the drums are killer, and this is and this is live. This is fucking cool. I liked it a lot. Great, yeah, fucking, a great band. Great fucking band, man. This is you really did. Is, you had a great band back then. Great band, man. And then we get to the next song, uh, Rosie. What do you think of this song, Tim? Rosie, written by Brown, uh, Jackson Brown and Don Miller. I have no idea who Don Miller is. Never heard of him before. I have no um, care. And it was, was recorded backstage before a show in the Grand Ballroom. Whatever that means. <laughs> nice uh, piano, nice lyrics, sung perfectly again. He, he's got a good voice, man. I, I, I cannot lie about that. Nice keyboards. And sung per, to perfection again. I mean, what can you say? No. It's, a, it's, it's about a it's about a, uh, <laughs> I know, believe me, I know all about this. It's about a uh, uh, band technician who falls in love with a girl and goes steady with her. And every, <laughs> every night she comes to the show and he gives her a ticket, sits down and gives her beer and, you know, lets her watch the show and all that. And then she goes home with one of the musicians. <laughs> oh yeah, and and believe me, I know all about that. Because <laughs> I spent I spent a few years being a road tech for a bit for bands, and you know, and it never fails, man. You can you can be charming them off their seat all night long till the band gets off stage. Then they're nowhere to be found. Well, they're in the so band, like, they're in the members' hotel room having sex. Yeah, yes, I mean it's it it brought a smile to my face when I heard that because I was you know and I was listening to that song I was like wow I, all right I'm not the only one okay cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lee, what do you think of Rosie? I can hear how Bruce Springsteen or John Mellencamp could have been influenced by him. It's a decent enough song. It's not the very best song on here. But it's one of the good ones. I don't know about Springsteen. Okay and a half. Yeah. Huh? I don't know uh, about we're, Springsteen, we're, but Mellencamp, I could see. Yeah, Mellencamp, I could see. Uh, but uh, yeah, but but um um Lee knows more than I do, so that's cool. just because Bruce Springsteen did Rosalita. Oh, uh, Rosalita that's, come out tonight. That's why I thought yeah. of it. But but I originally thought mostly of Mellencamp. So you're correct. I only thought of Bruce Springsteen because of Rosalita. You know, well, and, and if so that's I guess case, Bruce Springsteen could do a song, Lee Gerstmann Ta. How are you, Lee Ta? Gerstmann Ta. Drinking your vodka Ta. Come kiss me Ta. I'm well, kidding. If that's the case, then by, by your logic, Thin Lizzy was. Influenced by. Oh, no, 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 no. They no, have a song called Rosalie? 
<laughs> I oh okay okay you're 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 getting in a twisted version of things that I actually respect and like. And, but, and Stephen Kir- and Stephen Kirsch is going. They're talking whatever. about Thin Lizzy. Oh my God! But he ain't listening to us, anyways. <laughs> I don't. I like always Lizzie. talk about Thin Lizzy whenever and wherever you want. I, I don't like to talk about them at all. My favorite song by Thin Lizzy. My favorite song by Thin Lizzy is Angel of Death from Renegade. I don't like. That's a great. Song. I heard that's a lot of Thin Lizzy song. Oh yeah, I love it's it. One album of Thin Lizzy, I would be okay with doing a review to. I'm not going to tell you. What it is. You would be okay with doing a review of any album but by Thin Lizzy because Thin Lizzy are great. They are fantastic. No. One of the best bands to ever step foot on the stage. That's why I disagree with you about the Who because you have stupid opinions about them. But <laughs> but I like you. Tim, I'm sorry. Hey, Stephen Kirsch, if you're listening, man, your band just got a shout hey, out. Hey, shut up! <laughs> don't, don't, don't be... Um, I really don't have any opinion. Hey, Stephen Kirsch doesn't have a podcast. He's just an individual. Yeah, then just shut up anyway. I just... Hey, I'm not promoting podcasts anymore, except one or two. But, uh, I just want to tell three, you before. No, 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 no. It's just, six. I don't need to. I don't need to promote uh, rock and metal combat podcast. I'm sorry. That's what I. That's what I told you. You know, you're not going to promote any podcast till till the next one. No, no. I don't need. I don't promote them because they promote. The, they're pretty good. They get enough listeners. I only promote uh, Decibel Geek and the Plug because they they actually give me shout outs. They're cool. Yeah, they're cool. The other ones, fuck off. <laughs> All right. But uh, it's my turn, right, Rosalie? Killer piano track, great harmonies. If you like the early Eagles, this is an album and song for you. Cool singer-songwriter at its best, even though it wasn't written by Jackson Brown. You know what? I got to give a thing. Give it up to Jackson Brown. He's doing songs by other songwriters, and he's not... And he's... The thing is, singer-songwriters are usually uppity elitist. They don't like to do covers. This guy's doing a lot, fucking a whole album almost of cover tracks. Fucking great. Kudos to you, Jackson Brown. You have no ego. I love you. <laughs> fucking rules. Yeah, because he's he, better he at doing no, people's he, songs. He proves he has no ego because, because on the song Stay, he has one of his backup singers singing co-lead. Two of them. Well, two of them, but the, the the female is really prevalent. Yeah, but we I haven't mean, got to that song yet, so we. Need, I know we that, but I'm just saying. So, as far as his ego is concerned, no, you don't have one. He doesn't have an ego. He's a really cool dude. I would like to like meet him. I bet he smokes I'd like weed. I'd like to with him. You know, if I drank, you know, <laughs> I could smoke a joint with him. I bet he smokes weed. He's California. I bet. Oh, oh, oh Tim. So you don't drink. That's why you have such bad opinions. <laughs> But, but no, no, you also have good opinions. So you might have earlier drank in your career. You did. Oh, I, was, I was a drunk. I was a falling down drunk in my youth. Right. So so I, I, I'll say I do like you. Even if I don't like you, I like you. And you want to talk <laughs> about like that? You, I like you. I like you. <laughs> You're you're talking about bad opinions, Lee? Really? <laughs> I'm, I'm um really hot poop. Hot poop. You want to go there? I'm I'm, I'm I'm fucked up. <laughs> Mascara Sue, hot poop. Okay. 
All yeah, right. you had the good. Okay. I believe yeah, you. We all, we all like Rose, Rosie. Until you listen to the podcast. All right. And then we get to the next song, You Love the Thunder, which uh, Tim picked. So here's Love the Thunder on a Freeform Rock podcast.
Okay, Tim, that was You Love the Thunder. Why'd you pick this track? It's an original Jackson Brown tune written just by him and only him. It's recorded live. Great piano on this track. Great drums. Nice guitar. Nice backing vocals. Upbeat. It's everything you want in a pop tune. And that's just, I mean, it's a pop, it's, it's a pop song. That's what it is. It was meant to be a pop song. And it's a great pop song. I never heard it before because I never heard this album before. I think it was released as a single. I don't think it did anything, but I think it was released as a single off this album. One of Wallace's, what, you got, Jesus Christ, I just had a brain cramp. Run it on empty, uh, load out, stay, and this one were the singles off of this album, I do believe. Um, yeah, you know, it's hard. I love the lyrics. You know, I, I, it's just a great song. It, it's it's a toe tapper. I mean, you know, you're sitting there and you're working or whatever, and you listen to it in the background, and all of a sudden you feel yourself your your foot's tapping, and then you're you're hitting your thumb to the beat, and you're like, what the hell here? <laughs> Good tune. Good yeah, tune. Yeah, it only charted at 109 compared to the other two singles. Yep. So, but this album in the United States is seven times platinum. Well, no, did Holy they shit. consider? Did they consider load out and stay as one song or two? Two. No, they did two. one song. They did one song and that charted at twenty. Okay. Because so it's one song. But this album fucking seven times platinum? Oh yeah. Oh my it's god. Sold. It sold. I I don't really know why, but it sold. I thought it was a deep album by him. I guess I'm fucking stupid. No, they, they, this was nominated for two Grammys. Yeah, Lee's going, Yeah, I know, Mark, you're dumb dumb. But uh <laughs> I'm being quiet. <laughs> but you're thinking it. So what do you think? I of, am. So yeah, what do you think of You Love the Thunder, Lee? You Love the Thunder is one of the best songs on the album. I could imagine sitting on a front porch during the early evening when the weather goes overcast and the slight breeze is blowing and I'm listening to this song on my headphones. It's a good melody, and the groove is tight, and the song is a feel-good song. It ranks up there with the title song as being a classic. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. You know what, Tim? You and me, we, we both think alike, man. I'm glad to have you on here. We have the same opinions about things. You're right on, brother. <laughs> you too, man. What's you up too. What's up with your Peter Brady changing voice today? <laughs> <laughs> well, my brainy change your choice voice. Yeah, you're going uh? like when Peter Brady's voice was changing in the episode. They were singing in the studio. He went. Uh? <laughs> that's a no, no. That's that's because I'm. When, I don't know why. <laughs> but you're uh? Lee's, become, Lee's becoming a man now. <laughs> I've been, Becoming a femma man now. His balls just <laughs> dropped at freaking 50, 56 or 57. I don't know. How old are you, Lee? You're five years. You're 5150. 50. My balls drop at 5150. <laughs> well, if I'm, if I'm 55, Lee's going to be about 56, 57. Yeah. I am maybe one half year older than you, Tim. So you're 55. Well, you're 56. I'm going to be. I either am or will be 56 in September. 
Cause yeah, I'll be fifty-six in September too. So. Well, then I will probably be. Uh, that fuck, makes sense. I'll, I'll be, fi- I'll be fi- fifty-seven. Fifty-two in October. So, uh, you love the thunder, man. I agree with both you guys. Now it's back to some drums, guitar, some slide, some regular guitar. This is also one of my favorite songs by Jackson Brown. That love was the... a slide. Okay. Yeah, okay. love. I'm. I'm just guessing it's a slide. Uh, That's what I was doing too, and I scratched it out because I didn't know for sure that it was a slide. Let me see. Is anybody playing a slide guitar on here? Yeah, guitar. but they, it doesn't say, they say a lap steel guitar. Maybe it's a lap steel. I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like a slide to me, but uh, Wikipedia doesn't get shit right. That's why I, I barely use it. I'm not like these other podcasts. That's why it always out. gets on me. I just give you the release dates and. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. And it works. Yeah, so, but I, I was listening to it and I was like, that's either some great lead work or that's a slide. And I don't know that it's a slide. I, you know, I, I don't know that for a fact, so I'm not going to say it. So, you when you, any people out there who listen to this episode, uh, message us on our Freeform Rock <laughs> Podcast uh, Facebook page. Uh, subscribe to it. Our group, the Free for. Freeform Rock Podcast community. Get in the group. Get in there. Be known. Post some shit. A little fucking promotion for the group. But uh, tell us if that's a slide, if you know. Uh, but I think it's a slide. It's just what my ears hear. But it may be, might not be a slide. But it's killer track, harmonies, good ear candy, killer sing-along chorus. I fucking love it. You love the thunder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the fucking harmonies are just amazing. And then we get to the next track, Cocaine, which Lee picked. So this isn't the uh, fucking what's his name? What's that guy's name? Eric Clapton cocaine. This is no. This no, is no. a different cocaine. So don't get confused. It's not a cover of Eric Clapton. So here's cocaine on the Freeform Rock podcast. Just that heart 
Love Needs a Heart. Why'd you pick this track, Tim? Um, this song was written by Jackson Brown and somebody named Carter. Last name? Valerie. Valerie Carter. And yeah. Lowell George. Yeah. Yeah, Valerie Carter is the daughter of Johnny Cash and June Carter. Either that or the niece. Um, it's recorded live. It's one of the more normal sounding tracks on the album to me. I mean, it's just a straight up pop song. But it's it's a great pop song. It, it reminds me a lot of uh, "You Love the Thunder" as far as that goes, as far as you know the genre. Uh, great track, piano, drums, backing vocals, spot on. Again, you know, I mean, he can write a great track when he wants to. Yeah, she died. And, she died of a heart attack in '64, 2017. Huh? Valerie, Valerie Carter. Carter. Yeah. Oh. And the song Valor, recorded by Steve Winwood, was reportedly about her. And the Jackson Brown song That Girl Could Sing was recorded about her, too. Yeah, right. Um, Good. And, 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 and then she was married to Nick Lowe for a while. Oh, Nick Lowe. Yep. I think she's the daughter of uh, June Carter Cash. She isn't the... Uh, I think... Because uh, June was married before uh, both Johnny and and right. her married separate, so that's her yeah. kid from another right. marriage. Did you ever notice that she was a part of that group? If you look in these different rock cliques, for lack of a better word, it's almost like they're incestuous because this person is related to this person, but this, you know, and sees this person and was married to this person and. It, 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 it's just really weird how life just brings all these people together that do the same thing. It's like I guess they, it's not it, weird, but it's like they had that key party like in the seventies where you take somebody's key. Oh, I'm gonna have sex with yeah. this girl. I'm gonna have sex with yeah. that. <laughs> but uh, I, you can understand that if you, when you think about it, because they're all in the, in the in the rock and roll world. They're they're all touring, so that you know it, that's a that it you know it brings it down that that much and that much it's almost like they gotta get together you know what i mean because they're, they're the only people that understand each other that's true it's like when um rock stars marry a non-rock star like a like a person in the bottom they it usually turns out bad because then they're suing them and they get freaking they get fucking uh 
all in jealousy gets in, and especially like, if the Britney one on Spears the bottom marrying gets... those dancers fucking screws her under, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, Stuff like you know, a star is born, yeah. you know. Uh, <laughs> so, what do you think? Of, just weird. What do you think of the song "Lee Love Needs a Heart"? I like this too. I think it. I would like it even better if James Taylor had sung it, because it's exactly the type of song James Taylor does that I like. I don't know if this was meant to be done in James Taylor's style, but if it was, it was successful. One of the best songs on the album. Yeah, if I ever want to go to sleep, I just put on any time you need a friend or whatever that song is. I just pass right out in five seconds. Why don't you listen to the album Mudslide Jim? Well, I might listen to it now just to just to give you. Now an wait, now wait a minute. Now James Taylor do, does have tracks like Copperline, which is a great song. What? In Copperline, Fire, Fire and Rain is a great song. Copperline, what's what's Copperline? Copperline. From what album? Huh? It's one of his newer ones. Oh, so that's during the period when he did go to sleep. Down on Copperline. Yeah, that's that's not one of the good ones. I'm talking about. He wants like, Skippy James Taylor. Shut up! I I want I want want the um. Well, you know you got you got tunes you got tunes like Fire and Rain. You got I mean okay, which well, is well, done better Gorilla, by Badlands. But... And there's the Gorilla is a good album, and then there's one called Sweet Baby James. There's Man. Something man like middleman. I forget what one it was. You know, yeah. I mean, something. James a good tune, but I, I he's got some good songs. I'm not saying he doesn't. Some, but I like um, I like I like Gorilla better, and I like. Fuck! I have to find what album it is. It's, well, well, it's an album called Something Man. It's like um, either Hungry Man or I I I I I I oh um I damn I, I I forget I have to take a real quick look um um James oh fuck it's it's only doing like James Taylor. Um, um, man. Man. Yeah, I have to. James Damn Taylor, man. Fuck. Man. Well, look it up and we'll, it, let's get on with it. All right, all right, all right. Let's, 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 let's keep going on. It's, well, love um, needs a heart. Love the heart. A walking man. Walking man. Walking man. Okay. I'm walking here. Uh, love the harmonies, the piano, and the tone of the song. Not not a bad song on this album yet. I, I'm enjoying it. I do have it on vinyl, so I already know this album. Uh, and then we get to the next song, Nothing But Time. What do you think of this one, Tim? Um, this one was recorded on a Continental Silver Eagle bus, touring bus. Um, <laughs> again, why they didn't go in the studio with this is beyond me, but whatever. Um... Russ Kunkel, 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 is playing the cardboard box with a kick drum pedal. Pretty clever. For I mean, you know, in the back of a touring bus, you don't, you're not going to set up a, a drum drum set. So yeah, pretty, pretty clever. Good, man. Um, 
it's, uh, I don't know, it, 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 take it or leave it. I didn't really have an opinion one way or another of it. It's, that's it. <laughs> oh, it was written by uh, Jackson Brown and Ho Howard Burke. What do you think of the song, Lee? Oh, well, I think that, first off, the reason why they do recordings like this is because they want that vibe. It's not a matter of doing something and then later thinking of the vibe. They're thinking, oh, if we do it on this bus or on this thing, then it's going to give the vibe that we need. So it's more in sync with what they want the audience to know. It doesn't mean that the audience will get it, but it means that that's the intention. But anyway, I think that Nothing But Time, it's a lot like Neil Young's album Tonight's The Night, especially the song Tired Eyes. Not because of the music, but the spoken part. It's an interesting song. Maybe it goes on a little bit long, but overall, I think it's a great tune and one of the better songs on the album. It works. Yeah. Oh my, this is this song is hoppy. Great rhythm and background. Lady singing has some killer soul. Would love to see this live. This is my second favorite track on here. I fucking love it. It's fucking great. I love the background vocals of these ladies just fucking just rule, yeah. ruling this fucking song. And then we get to the next song. Um, well, I guess we'll do it separate, but uh, it was put together on a single. Yeah. So the loadout, what do you think of the loadout, Tim? Um, I've never heard it called that before, to be honest with you. Loadout. I, I, and I, I got it. I finally got it. After all the times that I've heard this song on the radio, I finally understood what the fuck he was talking about. <laughs> uh, I never, like, load in and load out, I've, I've never heard those terms. You know, when, when set it, set up, breakdown, yes, but never to load in or, or load out. And any of the bands I ever worked for. Um, this song was written by Jackson Brown and Brian Garofalo. Uh, recorded live. Kind of depressing. Nice piano. Beautiful vocals. All, and I love I loved the line, make sure you're all set to go before you, you come for my piano. Solid drums and synthesizer. Uh, just, just it, it's a great track. It's it was one of the singles off this album. Um, and the loadouts, I can understand where he's coming from on this because loadouts really do suck. Because, you know, you're loading out and in the back of your mind you're going, man, I'm, once, even when we get this thing loaded out, we still got to pile into a van and drive to the next gig, wherever that may be. And that could be, you know, 500 miles away or it could be right next in the next town and that is kind of that's kind of depressing for anybody because you know it's like you know i don't get to go home and i don't get to jump in my bed and you know and go to sleep and i i get to stay up and when we get even when we get there i still gotta be you know with the gear so you know we're security and it just it's 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 depressing and I know that firsthand. 
So, yeah, good tune. Good tune. So what do you think about it, Lee? This song resembles the album Late for the Sky, but I'm glad it's on here because it gives the album a narrated ballad approach, aside from the songs with spoken interludes. And it's needed here. It's my other favorite song on here, other than Running on Empty and You Love the Thunder. Yeah, this is this is a great... I don't know how this is a depressing song, because he's, like, giving credit to his roadies on this song, you know? I really yeah. like it. You know, the roadies... He's also, telling the, he's also telling the crowd that, you know, I mean, we still got another 500 miles to go before we can do this again. Yeah. That 500 miles sucks. But he's giving his roadies credit for setting him up and loading him out, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. I thought that's pretty cool. What other bands actually get their or singers get roadies credit for what they do motorhead motorhead yeah but very rarely right <laughs> and this was done way before motorhead was even thought of almost about the same time what 77 78 motorhead yeah. came out with the first album so i, I don't know when they come out with um um the live one i don't know but their first album was uh with ace of spades on it right no, first album was um, just yeah. called Motorhead. Just called Motorhead. Yeah, it's just called Motorhead, and it, and it, had, uh, it had Fox it. on it for as a drummer. Yeah, I don't have them on my phone right now, but uh, yeah, I love Motorhead. <laughs> the guys don't need them. You need only one album or two at the most. No, I need them all. They rule. No, you don't. I need No Sleep to Hammerstein. No, you don't. You need only that's, one or two. That's the live album I was thinking of. Yeah, that's the one I need. Okay, whatever. You're, you're not on my good list anymore. I'm sorry. No, you are. I'm sorry. Uh, I like to be on the bad list. We have more fun that way. Yeah. <laughs> load out, man. It's cool. Moody I don't. Cool, cool, moody piano starts the song. Killer song about touring roadies. This is awesome. Like I said, paying tribute to his crew. Love this song. And then we get to the last song, which is a cover of Stay, which was, uh, what, Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons? I think they originally did this song. Williams, Maurice Williams. Yeah, Frankie Valley actually did it. So, uh, what do you think yeah, about it, Tim? Oh, always did a lot of covers. Uh, Stay, um, Rose Butler sings on this. Coley, along with somebody else, as you mentioned, and she just does. I mean that, which that first word, well, you know, just phenomenal. That first line, won't you stay just a little bit longer? And it's basically, and this is the part that I didn't understand until I, I just heard it in this, for this thing. Is that um, what the, I, because I, I, I assumed stay was, you know, talking to somebody saying, please stay a little longer and, you know, but they're not. They're talking to the crowd saying, please stay because if you don't stay, then we have to get into the tour bus and go another 10 hours on it before we can do this again. Yep. And that's, to me, very depressing because I've been in that situation and it sucks. Um, you know, touring bands make their living touring and it. I can understand why everybody's so pissed off about it, but if you don't like it, don't do it. 
I mean, that's simple as that. You know, you don't have to be in a band. Nobody's forcing you to be in a band. You can you you're there voluntarily. And a lot of band and a lot of band members leave bands just because so they don't have to tour again because it sucks. <laughs> and that's you know, and that's all you can say. Um, yeah, she. I mean, she worked with Tom Petty and and Bruce Springsteen. It's very solid drumming. Leland Sklar plays a great bass, but he has through this whole album, and you know, nobody knows he even played on it really, and nobody even really knows who Leland Sklar is, and that's a shame. Well, I do. Once you said Phil Collins, I know that guy with the huge bass. The the freaking he has he, messages on his bass, and he uh, yeah, has that huge he, beard. Yeah. He was a musician long before, you know, he got with Phil Collins, and he was a great musician long before, you know. It's like Purdy for Steely Dan. He was a great drummer long before he got with Steely Dan. You know, it's just the way it is with musicians. Great song. And you know, that's all I got to say about it. It's a great song. So what do you think about it, Lee? I like this version of the song. And it fits totally with the last song, with the melody and concept piece. I don't hate the original, but this is much better. I really like it, and I feel like I could have been at the concert. It's well done. Yeah, it was recorded live, too. And uh, like I said, this is a cover of Frankie, and the Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. And as a killer lady singing lead, like a... Like a Tim has brought up through this whole episode. Uh, this fucking rules, and uh, the solo in this song is goes right the fuck off. Man, I like it, fucking because I don't think Frankie in the Valley in the Four Seasons had a guitar solo in their version, but this one does. <laughs> it fucking rocks it out. I like it. They did an album where if you need to do an album by them, I could probably pick it, even though I don't like their music. I don't care for Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. I like a few songs. Yeah. Uh, my mom loved them, though. Okay, if you um don't give me any more Bon Jovi, I won't give you Frankie Valley. I told you Bon Jovi will be next year. We we waited. Well then, well then maybe I might unfortunately do Frankie Valley. Yeah, because I, I I know the next one actually. Well, it might be sooner since we talked about the first album with Bushy. Well, let's not. <laughs> let's 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 just shut up. Let's see if Bushy hears this episode in six weeks and say, "Hey, hey I want to be part of that." Shut up. <laughs> so, Nate, let us know if you want to be part of this episode. If you shut listen up. to this episode, shut up, shut up, shut up. He <laughs> might not listen to it because he probably might go, "Who the fuck is Jackson Brown?" You know, because a lot of people don't listen to albums that we we do because they don't know them. Don't but the thing is. It. Even if you don't know the albums, me and Lee arguing is the best part of the show. <laughs> I, I know this album start to finish it's in its entirety. Yeah, I had I, for the last two weeks. I've been listening to it to this every night. Just, I'm just, surprised. Just yeah, I, I was kind of shocked too that that I, you're only like about a couple of days younger than me. What's wrong? <laughs> well, I mean, I've heard of Jackson Brown, yes, and I've heard of the album, yes. But I never listened to it. In I've movie. heard of the album. Yes, that's the album with, with um, every little thing she does. That was the Bill Bruford. But anyway, go on. No, that's the Police. Yeah. No, that's that's the group. Yes. That's the Police. Every, every little, little thing, thing she, she does. does is magic. magic. No. Um, every You're talking about the Yes album. She does. You're talking about the Yes album. She does for me. Yeah. Yeah, he's that's talking a... about the Yes album. I I know what Lee's talking about. 
He's right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm with a bunch of. Never mind. I know owner of a lonely heart. That's it. Oh and, my! And, and round. I am sorry. It. I brought anything up, Tim. I was trying to build you up. Now I have to you, bring you, you down. You don't know. You don't know. You're Starship. my grandson. You don't comparison. know Starship Trooper. Oh, I probably do if I've heard it. Ooh. Oh, you you probably you haven't. You don't know. You don't know, you don't know Let Let's just forget it. Wait, you, wait, wait. You don't wait, know the wait, song wait, "Into the wait, Lens." Whoa, whoa, whoa. You like what Bon Jovi album? Ah, oh! Shut all up! Right. <laughs> all right, shots oh, fired. Sorry, but you don't. I, know, I, I only I, but like I was asking you, Tim. You don't know the album "Drama" without John Anderson? Uh, These days, please. Into the lens. <laughs> I don't know song. anything. Right, "Drama" is an okay album. I like that one. "Drama" rules, and that's without John Anderson on there. Yeah, yeah, you know that album. I love that album, Into the Lens, dude, and that other fucking the song. The Lens, the Lens, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love the whole album, dude. Wow, you you know, wow, you you. I am a camera, camera. You know, you know what I don't. You know stuff that I didn't think you did. That's you always say this. It's like you got to admit one day that Mark does know things you know. I'm, 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 I don't know what I'm Okay, doing. well, that was the album Jackson Brown, Running on Empty. That was our review. And like I was saying, that uh, even if you guys don't know these albums, the thing is, the best part of the of these reviews is me and Lee talking about them, bantering at each other, me saying Bon Jovi. Uh, ah! <laughs> and the guest we have, we have some killer guests on here, like Tim. Yeah, we usually do, but this time we have Tim. Hey, thank you, Tim, for being on our show. <laughs> well, I got to put up with you too, Lee. So you know. Uh, oh, okay. Okay, now you're 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 good. You're good. It's all right. <laughs> all right, man. So let's get to our tracks of the week. Tim, you picked a band called Pusifier. Pusifer. Pusifer. Uh, Remedy. I didn't listen to it. Sorry, I didn't hear it. I didn't. I was I'll, I was focusing on what Lee gave is one of the one of the uh, Maynard's bands. Oh, Maynard! Oh, from Tool. Yeah. Oh, cool. I like uh, his bands. Oh, right. Tool, out. Perfect Circle, and Pussifer. Yeah, I, I like Perfect Circle and James Ehaws and Perfect Circle, right? From Smashing yep. Pumpkins. Yeah, I like yep. that band. Uh, and then Lee, you picked Neil Young. I've been waiting for you. Uh, Andy yeah. Rodriguez from the Black Cir Circle Circle is going to love you for picking a strike. He's a huge Neil Young nut swinger. And I listened to the song today. It was great. I liked it. Right on. Thank you. All right. And then I picked an album, that the song that probably went with this album, like you did with Neil Young. I don't think, yeah. Tim, you, you picked something abstract, which is cool. I picked Eagles Already Gone. You know That works really well with it. And then you picked uh, the lead track of the week. It's East Coast Town, which is... Kind of like you were saying in the chat, you picked this because it was about moving, right? Going, yeah. touring, you know, that like this album is about touring. And you picked this song, which is a pretty cool song. Your piano playing on this song is fucking amazing, dude. Thank you. And I'll have to listen to it so that I know what you think is amazing piano. And I always love it when you, ha when you sing and you have that Lee hair. Oh, you, you look! You look oh. like you look like Yahoo Serious. If you know who that is, <laughs> if, you if you remember who he is, do you oh, know what? who Yahoo Serious is? Oh yeah, Lee. Do you know who he is? No. 
he's a comedian, but he has that wild hair like you do. I I don't do it on purpose. He's become an actor. I forget, I forget to call it. He made a movie. I, I I think he made a movie which was like uh, people forgot I about. I now is I, he kind of like like um if if Weird Al Yankovic had his hair sucked up in a vacuum? Kind of. He's, I'll send you a picture get, of him. Get that hair. I mean, you know, look like he just got up. Or like Rock Me Amadeus, but done by um, oh, a goose. He had three movies? He had four movies? What the fuck? The only one I remember was Young Einstein. He had Reckless Kelly and Mr. Accident. But uh, yeah, the Young Einstein movie is pretty cool. Uh, a band. I remember that. It looks like his hair was sucked up by a vacuum. Yeah, a band called Icicle Works did a song in there called Great Southern Land. Great band, Icicle Works, if you ever heard of them. Oh, oh, I... Yeah, 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 um, um Beyond a Scream or whatever it is. Yeah, I love them, dude. I they love were... Icicle Works. We should do a review on them, because nobody does reviews on them, and that's what we Hey, like to do. I'd like to do that, and how about, how about Ice House? I, oh, I meant Ice House. I meant Ice House. Ice about House is ice, the band. Icicle Works... Icicle works, I'd be more into too because they're really good. I messed up with my ice bands. No, it's Ice House. Ace <laughs> but do you remember Icicle Works? Yes, I do like Icicle Works better. too, but I like Ice House better. They did they had a song in that young Einstein called Great Southern. Hey Land. little girl, where do you go? Where do you run to now? I gotta look you up know that ice one? House. Uh, ice House. Ice House had hey, a song called girl. Uh, where they say do you I'm run? crazy, you know, crazy. Do you run to now? Do you know that song? Hey, little girl. Da, 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 probably, da, I probably you know run them. To now. You know that? Yes, I probably know them. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you know that song, but you don't want to admit it. Yeah, I know. No, I like. Have you heard the song Great Southern Land and uh, Crazy? Yeah, I have. Yeah. I don't remember what the other one was because I interrupted you before you said it, but I, I know. Right. Uh, that's okay. Yeah, but that was our tracks of the week. We want to thank you, Tim, for coming on here. Uh, is there a band that you tour with? <laughs> joking. I do this with Charles Trainer. He's an Oasis, uh, Oasis nut swinger. So I always go, Charles Trainer from from a from Oasis, because <laughs> he, he yeah, always my... talks about Oasis so much. And I put him in the band. He's the he's the Pete Best of Oasis now. <laughs> No, my um, my favorite band is Black Sabbath. So. Okay, so Charles Trader from Black Sabbath. <laughs> there you go. Since you don't have a podcast or anything to promote, I'll put you in that. No. But, but uh, thank you for being on here, Char uh, not Charles. I mean uh, Tim. And, thank you. Uh, and we'll get you on here again uh, sooner, sooner than nine months. Because last time we talked to you was nine months ago. Well, if you won't get pregnant again, we still got an album to do. We do. What's that? Not now, but. You asked me what album I wanted to review. Oh yeah, because we and already did the Lee, we already did the Lee album. Now you did my album. So what's your album? I don't know what the album, album that I told you I wanted to review was Sabbath Mob Rules. Oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. But yeah. uh, Lee, uh, what what album did we review with Lee? Tim, you reminded me. Now I forgot. With Lee? Yeah. We did Steely Dan's uh, Katie Lied. Oh, yeah. Lee, you picked did that we? album. Yeah. I don't remember. You pick, Well, you're drunk. Come on. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I think you're totally yeah, wasting it. Dude, I, I forget if we did it. We did, Katie lied, dude. And you oh, said, and, and oh you, I, yeah, yeah. No, and I'm you said of. you would promote that one and the one we did three weeks ago and nothing. It's okay. I, you're Lee, dude. I get it. It's fine with me. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't remind me of what I said, okay? I know. You hate that. <laughs> so does my wife. <laughs> so I, 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 I will no longer talk to you if you, you, you keep up your bullshit. So, I haven't been bullshitting except on my podcast. <laughs> then I guess I have to keep talking. Hey, to Lee. I, I only Stop remind you. you as a joke. I don't mean anything by it. <laughs> I... I only do this podcast as a joke. I don't mean anything by it. Oh, thank you. I, I, I take that as a compliment. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. All right, Lee, we're done. Let's get the fuck out of here. You know what to do. Say goodbye, dude. Bye-bye. Take Sally and I'll take Sue. There ain't no difference between the two. Cocaine burn all around my brain. Heading down Scott, turn up Maine. Looking for that girl who sells cocaine. Cocaine burn all. Come here quick That old cocaine About to make me sick Cocaine Burn all around my brain Talking to my doctor at the hospital. I said, son, it says here you're 27, but that's impossible. Cocaine 
You look like you could be 45. in touch with reality and I'm almost out of blow such a fine line I hate to see it go cocaine run all around my brain That was cocaine. Why'd you pick this track, Lee? If Neil Young had his Tonight's the Night, Jackson Brown had this song, even though I know Gary Davis did it. But Jackson Brown had this song to mimic the mood. It's an interesting rendition with the folk rendition, which works wonderfully with it. It's one of the best songs on the album for a totally different reason. It's different than the rest of the album, but equally evocative. I give it a thumbs up. Yeah, and uh, Jackson Brown and Glenn Fry, Frey wrote additional lyrics to it. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's pretty damn cool. What do you think about Cocaine, Tim? This was written by Reverend Gary Davis, and I want to know... Yeah, I just Reverend. didn't say Reverend because I was drunk and forgot. Sorry. I'd like to know how a Reverend knows anything about cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, you know, because we're, and, all, we're all sinners, and we've all done drugs and cocaine and at one time. And he if probably that's the case, someone. I want to know what church he's a Reverend with so I can join. Ah. <laughs> No, you know, he was a blue... It's I, I looked him up on Wikipedia, sorry guys. He yeah, was a blues, I don't need to go into it, but go on. He was a blues and gospel singer, banjo, guitar, harmonica, born in... Uh, they, I think they just gave him the nickname Reverend. Yeah, he I figured was, that was just a he nickname. He probably wasn't a real Reverend. reverend you know? But still, you know, blues artists get names. <laughs> he could blues have been whatever, get, whatever. Yeah, blues but artists anyways, get names like that. This is recorded in room 124 of the Holiday Inn on the road. Again, this has this is so country. It's not even funny to me. I mean, this sounds so country. It's it's unbelievable. It's got a nice guitar though, nice backing vocals, nice violin. Ended kind of strange for me, but but yeah, I mean that's no real big thing. Um, yeah, that's 
it, it it's it's a great tune. I like it, and it's one of the few country tunes I can say I like. <laughs> yeah, it's like what I thought about it. It's like cool country blues with some focus mixture in in it. It's pretty cool. It's not like I said. It's not the Clapton. In case you're thinking that this song is cool to chill and fucking sit back and sip some whiskey or vodka. In Lee's case, that's a great yeah, song. Trying- just sit in a chair and just close your eyes and just let the music take you over, man. It's this song, song. This song reminds me of, of sitting on your back porch on a rocking chair in the middle of the bayou swamp, drinking a glass of. Glass of Everclear or, or Moonshine. Ow! Smoking on a big old fatty. Yeah. And, and just, drinking Everclear is, is not a good thing unless you... Unless you want to die. <laughs> uh, you Have know, you ever had liver, Everclear? No. Uh, have you ever had like a whole glass full? Yes, I have. Oh, have you? I ever did. No, I haven't done it. We used to make, in, the, in the Navy, we used to make what we called a, a jungle punch. And you take uh, you take three-fifths Everclear, you pour it in a big 55-gallon drum, oh, shit. and you mix different different uh, juices in it, like apple juice. Or, Was it good? Oh, it's great. And you, uh, you chop up a bunch of uh, fruit, like apples and pears and... That's the only way that it could be done. Oranges and, and throw them in there and let them ferment. And so the next morning when you get up and you got a hangover the size of Texas, you reach down you grab a slice of orange and you put it in your mouth and you get drunk all over again because it's been fermenting in that shit all night long. Alright, so you, 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 you chew the apple but you didn't drink the drink. Oh yeah, I drank the drink. Yeah, you drank the punch. That's oh. what you got drunk on the night before. Ah, uh, okay. Well, um, kudos to you. I, I, I won't go that far. Oh man, yeah. Oh yeah. You've never been drunk till you've been drunk on either Everclear or Jägermeister. Oh, I, oh had yeah, I, I've had Jägermeister. And I agree with you on that. I snorted that shit and went straight to my brain. Uh, <laughs> it does. Jägermeister is like um um um. What's black, that purple unicorn on my ear? What? That's <laughs> what Jägermeister is like. What's that purple unicorn on my ear? No, there is no purple unicorn on your ear. <laughs> well, then why do I feel like he is there? Yeah, if you guys want to see uh, Mark snorting some Jägermeister, check out the Freeform Rock Podcast YouTube oh, page. I remember. I remember. I have the trilogy of snorting. I have whiskey. I have Fireball and Jägermeister. <laughs> I don't suggest it. The whiskey I thing suggest you, you do it's... not watch that trilogy. You do. Whis- the funny. whiskey thing, though, you kind of covered from Pat Travis, though, man. Oh yeah, I did that because of him, and I even played that <laughs> song in stupid. the background. I thought it was stupid. You you did stupid stuff, but, but you I, did absolutely really really good stuff. The person who does a lot of stupid stuff tell me I do stupid stuff. That's like the yeah. calling the kettle black there, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm calling the kettle extra black. Oh, here we go in the tool lyrics now. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> you're, you're like, you're like, like, oh my God. I mean, I, I. Uh, we run like worse. gamut here. You're worse than me. <laughs> you, you're worse than me. You, you make me seem tame. That's awesome. 
fuck. Because you know the other the other podcast of one drunk or no drunks, we got two drunks and two idiots, so we're awesome. <laughs> we don't have the straight guy on the episode. We're both the fucking idiots. <laughs> okay. I'm All right. And then we get to the next uh, track, uh, Shaky Town. What'd you think of this one, Tim? Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of this one. It was written by Danny Kochmer, who I guess is his drummer. Um, guitar. Guitar? Sorry. Yep. sorry, 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 sorry. No, 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 you don't have to be sorry. It's all good. Uh, again, country, to me. Lyrics are iffy, at best. Nice slide, though. But is it a slide? We don't know. Let us know on the Freeform Rock community page on Facebook. But, Lee, what do you think of this one? It's quite a good song, but it's somewhat of a deep cut because it's a little more country-influenced than one might realize. It might not be the song I go to first when I hear this album, but I won't skip it. Somehow, I imagine Van Morrison could do a good version of it if he changed it a little bit and did it his way. It's pretty good. Well, this is like sit back, take a load off, relax. This music is kick it music to me. Not James Taylor crap that bores the fuck hey! out of me. But uh, <laughs> this is a. I had James Taylor in here before I knew you were going to get pissed off at James Taylor. But. Because uh, I mention him later. <laughs> this is. Oh, you do? This is a great song. It's great music. It has great musicality. I like it a lot. And I don't like country. I do like outlaw country. But. That's basically the only country I like. And this kind of reminds me of like outlaw country. country with women. <laughs> you only like country with beer belly guys. I've actually been to a country show. Well, I've heard Emily Emily I like Dolly Parton. Emmy I don't like Emmy Lou Harris. I don't like the girls are more twangy than the guys when I heard But you don't like what they look like either. You like the men. No, 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 no. I, 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 would, ah! I, would, I would totally have sex with Dolly Parton now. Oh, but... shut up. <laughs> no, I like her. She's no, awesome. No, no, I'm trying to say, though, that Emmy Lou Harris is better than Dolly Parton in her music. But, but I, 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 I think Crystal like Gale's the best of all the country musicians. I like musicians. Dolly Parton really well. Yeah, well, well I, I like her, and I like Emmy Lou Actually, um, yeah, 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 um, um, Crystal Gale was the, um, sister of someone who I forget who she was the sister Gold of. Goldminer's daughter, man, you don't know who that oh, is? Oh, oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, Lorena Lynn, yeah. But, but, but. Lorena Gale Lynn, I like some of her songs, too. Gale Davies is good. Uh, you know who I really hate is Shania Twain. I don't like her much. Either. I took my first wife to see her show, and she had so many costume changes. The show was only an hour. The opening act went on for an hour and a half. Just put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> it was horrible. Shania Twain found out how just where her career was at when she got rid of Mutt Lang. Oh, true. <laughs> yeah, that whole album was totally Def Leppard background vocals. <laughs> That's why you like it. No, I don't like Come On Over. <laughs> Sorry. My, yeah, I feel... Hey, Lee, you know why I like it? Because I feel like a woman. <laughs> hey, do you like anything by Carly Simon? I like some Carly Simon songs. Okay, well then, well, well then you're, you're half man. Well, you, you know, you know, it's funny. I, I, my favorite team is... Carly Simon was, was pretty sexy woman back in the day. Oh, gosh, she has nice tits. 
her album um have you seen me lately she looks good but the songs aren't good yeah it's it, it's funny because even the announcers are kind of making fun Fuck of the good album but anyway go on uh freddie freeman i'm a dodger fan right yeah for one game he had man i feel like a woman as his walk-up song i go what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> you got a hot wife why are you feeling like a woman freddie <laughs> and I, I know all these dodger haters well you're at this podcast and get on me later about that but uh <laughs> fuck you i you suck but uh <laughs> let's get to the next track which is love needs a heart which uh, Tim picks or his Love Needs a Heart on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Just listen to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.